2: what is up everybody welcome back to the bear down segment of the coach steve show zach joins mm-hmm. to talk about chicago bears each and every week
1: zach there's a shitload to talk about today <laughs> you are not putting it lightly at all by the by the way I, I said it pre-show i'm gonna say it again nice job with the new banner man you know it feels like we're a uh, we're, feels like we're making this you know really stand out it's its own special thing now this is called a free background that I created it's called free give yourself credit it's okay <laughs> you did good and yeah no we have we have a, a ton I, I know you and I we come into to two episodes a week and uh usually the first of them is oh yeah we're gonna recap win or lose, you know, kinda right now we're playing like five hundred esque type of football right now, so it's kinda up in the air. You don't know. Um and they've been playing at least pretty determined football. But (laughs) Ryan Poles is uh getting aggressive, um, for better or worse of some fans. Um the rebuild is is, it seems to be if it wasn't already on, which it was by the way, it's it's fully people are now accepting that it is fully on. Yes.
2: We are, we're not going to hide it anymore. You know, we had big trades happen. Big trades happen. Uh, Roquan Smith was traded yesterday, and then Chase Claypool we got traded for today. And there's a lot of mixed emotions. I'm kind of glad we waited, because if this was yesterday, would have been a lot to, to talk about and digest, and I would have been very cranky. Now we kind of see the vision that we have for this team. Um, yesterday, I was all, I don't know about you, I said we're in full tank mode which sucks. I don't like being in full tank mode. Um, Trading away, Roquan Smith, our arguably top two defensive player, him and Eddie Jackson, in my opinion. Um, Then you get Chase Claypool coming today, Um, and we get this vision, and there's a lot to talk about, to unpack from our viewpoints and the viewpoints of other podcasters, other media, and other fans. Um, mm-hmm. I think you and I are now kind of, we're not done, but we're done. We're not done with the team, obviously, but we're kind of done with a lot of the BS surrounding these type of things.
1: I, I don't know. I don't know how I continue to put myself through like, discussing with other fans. I think really it's just because I think some people, they want so badly to have that instant success now that it's just like anything the organization does is like, well, it wasn't working anyway or something like that. It's a lot of coping coping type of mechanisms. I feel are being put into play by people. And I might as well say it. Roquan Smith, I think is like the ultimate right now. Copia mechanism for bears fans, at least in, in the last few days, you know, I I get it. Okay. He's he, it was a high chance. He doesn't return. He doesn't return next year. You know, he has nine games left. Um, and so, yeah, you think about that. That's fine. My thing isn't the problem with okay, you traded him. I, there was, I think, there was always that issue. Maybe there was going to be trade. My problem is, you see, fans go, "Oh yeah, no, he wasn't good anyway. Oh yeah, he uh, he wasn't playing up to snuff." You know, he, mm-hmm. these are the same people that were defending that he was getting snubbed for all pro nods earlier in his uh, in his very young career. Oh, he's twenty five. He's twenty five. That's the prime of a linebacker's career. Dude's got several years ahead of him. Mm-hmm. you know i I people make up so much excuses for the these deals, and I just I, I think that's more I'm fed up with like okay, you got compensation for this, but like don't go out here and tell me that this guy wasn't a good player, or don't go out there and tell me this dude wasn't an all pro and wasn't a cornerstone for the bears that you could have kept because I thought you could have, and honestly, Chicago put themselves in this situation when they couldn't come to a deal la- last summer. I know roquan he made a public stink about it in in-house and some people thought it was unprofessional sure but you can't not fault the organization for not getting this done as well and I think a lot of people are defending the organization a little too much lately on how they came to this point where they're letting a 25 year old all pro linebacker walk out the door yeah they got a pick or two and they got AJ Klein who's a veteran linebacker you know but they let a star walk out the door in my opinion and I don't think that's getting talked about enough
2: yeah, because we said this many episodes ago. If 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 they don't re-sign them, this is going to be a big blunder. And then when the trade talks start happening, we even said if you trade them, you're allowing your best defender, arguably one of them. I think him, Eddie Jackson, are your best defensive players right now. We traded Robert Quinn, who was struggling, but regardless, that was a good player. Then we trade Roquan Smith, and if it was such a big stink, then I think. the the general management and the staff would have said, you're not playing this year. So to me, I don't think he was that big. Um, I heard rumors that maybe he was very unhappy with the Robert Quinn trade, which kind of led to this. I heard rumors that they already knew about it because people are now saying he played really... People are saying because he played really bad versus the Cowboys, that this is kind of what led to this. Then I heard he already knew he was getting traded. That's why he played so bad. Like this was already talked about. and This is where his mind was. And then I've heard, well, he's a professional. Don't let the Robert Quinn thing bother you. Like, all this stuff. They're also human beings. I understand Mm they are getting paid millions of dollars. To me, we're in tank mode. And we'll get to the Chase Claypool thing. But at that point in time, I said, we are in tank mode. This sucks. I hate every part of this. Because you're getting a second and fifth round pick. That's what he's worth, I guess. A second and fifth round pick. All Pro Bowl type. Linebacker, your leading tackler who, for a bad game versus the Cowboys, had what six or eight tackles, and that's a bad game where he's getting 12 tackles. And what really pisses me off is when we won games, it came out of the woodwork of the Roquan Smith fandom and support. When we lose games, it goes to how bad he is. Thank God Generally, we're not paying yeah. him. And I could say the same thing about Justin Fields. Well, why are we continuing to start him? You can go that route. Now, the de- you think the defense was bad before; it's going to be terrible now. Like poor Eddie well, I mean, Jackson and Kyle Gordon.
1: I mean, I don't even. What, what what kills me is like, you know, you're we're talking about. Well, he was. It was. It's the worst run defense in the NFL, and yeah, sure it is. You know, but I don't know. I think there's a lot of stuff I can talk about with. It's like, for example, one man, basically people saying one man should be able to bring that rushing total down instantly. I mean, I'll be honest with you, that linebacking core outside Roquan Smith sucks. I'm not even going to hold it back. I think Nick Morrow has been below average in my opinion. Um, dude blows coverages. He's been, in my opinion, not great in the run game. And I barely pay attention to whoever the hell is on the other side because they are been that. it's been that low contribution to that core besides Roquan. So – I don't know. I, I I think I just wanted to come on here and just put, like, dude, this fan base gives so many excuses for moving on from players that contribute and play at really high-quality levels sometimes. It kills me. Again, you got the package. I'm actually happy in the sake of the fact that they messed this – into me, they messed this up to where they're still going to end up getting that second-round pick. I'll give it, like, good on you. you. You got something back out of it. You got a second-rounder. That's pretty – I'll give you props Ryan but you know to me this could have been a fix I mean imagine if we don't have this come down where it's like negotiations break down in the offseason you traded Robert Quinn maybe say it's say it is isn't is not Roquan Smith getting mad about Robert Quinn getting traded you know and now you know everyone was talking well they have 100 million in cap but they can't spend this much on Roquan Smith you know they don't want to take touch well that cap space you cleared out from Roquan actually allowed you to then do you know at least somewhat of that deal and people i don't think they were going i think they were going to realize that either roquan moves on and tries the market anyway or he said if things don't go south he sells down and they give him more of the incentives that they weren't giving him a lot of it was they just were having he's claiming that they were that he were not being fair in terms of how they were loading the contract Mm -hmm. that just comes down to saying hey let's balance this out for a player that's playing a decent level and I I don't know I can't I can't go more because I every time I go back to this conversation I just get more and more flustered because people throw guys like this it seems like we did this with Allen Robinson too they throw these guys to the curb as soon as they find it most convenient you know yeah and 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 say what you want about Allen Robinson now with LA but this is the same type of situation a year or two before we got into contract deals and all that everyone started going Wow Allen Robinson dude he's underrated he's getting 1200 yards passing with a sloppy offense and Mitch Trubisky and eventually we threw him to the curb because you know things went south organization to me pissed him off and he had every right to leave in that way now Roquan he's an all pro he's been snubbed he should have more all pro nods now he's okay to discard people in this fan base drive me nuts because they want to do this crap all the time it is one of the worst fan bases I have seen. And I, I hate saying that about my own fan base, but it is. It is one of the worst fan bases I have seen that will discard a player when it is the most convenient to do so. Yep. It's pathetic.
2: Yep. Because now all you hear from Twitter and you listen to other podcast shows, all I heard before the trade was Roquan Smith, was, even after the trade, he's out of shape. That's what I started hearing. And I'm like, well, you would have said that at the beginning of the year. Uh, you know, looking at the Dallas, because we can't ignore the Dallas game. He had uh, five tackles, four solo tackles. Eddie Jackson led the team with eleven. But here's what people don't understand: when you have no defensive line in front of you, and they can get solo blocked, it ruins the read for linebackers because well, they. Yeah, get... Where do you
1: think that affects the second level? If you can get through yes. the first level, do you think the linebackers are going to be able to hit their gaps?
2: Yes, and so I'd have to go back and truly, truly worry-watch that Cowboys game because they're talking about how bad he played. I'm also going to say this. I'm not saying they that he's worth $20 million a year. I'm not saying that. You know, I'm sure after the end of the year, they could have renegotiated. He probably would have came down a little bit. You could have franchi- franchise-tagged him and then traded him later. Like If it came down to that moment where you realize this, people need to realize that The Cowboys game, the defense played awful. The run was terrible. Like, the run defense was terrible. Roquan
1: every phase, for the most part, was garbage in that one. Even the secondary play, they picked apart Kendall Vildor and Kyler Gordon. Mostly Vildor, though, but, you know.
2: And Roquan did what he could. To have four solo tackles on the Cowboys, who was an extremely fast offense, is impressive. And after that game, I said, the whole defense sucks, but – we have Roquan Smith. It was always the butt. But we have Roquan Smith. But we have Kyle Gordon. Like there's pieces there. Now we got to get a D line. Now we got to draft. Now we got to do this. Now he's gone. So mm-hmm. we are in now full tank mode. And one thing I hate people are so happy we got these picks. I, we haven't gotten to Chase Claypool yet. But when they got the second and fifth round pick, all they talked about was all these picks. And they said the Cowboys or the Bears are going to be busy. They're going to be busy.
1: They will be busy. So just, uh, busy
2: filling gaps, you know. So now it becomes you have to fill an offensive line gap, a defensive line gap. I don't even care about the Chase Claypool thing anymore. The wide receiver gap, you have to address that. Now you have to address linebackers. So you just add it more to your plate. If. I don't know of any big-time free agents besides Roquan Smith as of right now going into free agency as a linebacker. So you decide to trade away a young linebacker who was a sure thing to try to draft somebody and hope that they become a sure thing. You're putting too many eggs into that basket, especially when we have Ryan Poles who I'm not hating him. I, I can't be mad because there's a vision. We're seeing the vision. Has he proven to us that he can draft good yet? The Bears have a history of not drafting well, especially when ownership gets involved which they always do. So mm-hmm. now we're get, now fans all of a sudden are going to put all their eggs into that basket where you had a sure thing in Roquan Smith, who I I bet at the end of the year he would not get demand 20 million a year. He might buy into what's going on and say, "You know what? Yeah, don't pay me 100 million dollars a year. Let's let's do this. Let's do that." or something. I don't know, but at least you give yourself the opportunity to have that discuss, discussion after this. And I don't think the Cowboys game was like, Oh, that's the final straw. We got to trade them.
1: No, I, I, I do. There's people and they've talked this to where it's like, I, I think there was more going on. They were going to do it at some point. It's just, I don't know. I hate how it got to here. Um, they are going to get a second round pick still, even with the Claypool trade. It's just not there. It's not a direct flip because they're basically taking what Baltimore's pick is now. And they're going to just draft second round where Baltimore was at. Um, It just stinks because again, this is like this was one of your captains. This was someone that I think really they should have locked this down. I thought they were going to get a deal done over the summer, and I hate how it went sideways. And now, like I said, it's it's just a combination of that. Bears fans finding it convenient to me, some at least some, not all of them. There's plenty of Roquan defenders out there, but there's there's some high profile accounts that I felt kind of went way too easily into flipping this on its head of he wasn't good anyway and that that's what hurts me there so or he wasn't you know all pro talent like that so i i don't know i i wash my hands with that because we gotta unfortunately gotta move on you know it they want they want to rebuild and they want to get stocky on offense and all that there's a lot more they gotta fix and it sucks that now the linebacker position is now a complete rebuild on every facet. There's no lockdown guy. It's, uh, you are, you're looking for all three pieces. And that was another argument was about the fit on the scheme. I don't know. He had good games in the four, three. I don't think the scheme was the problem. I just think that, you know, a it's your best player in that, in that first and second layer. I mean, Robert Quinn was maybe that, but like if you're comparing like the front seven, he's the best player in that front seven. So if you're gonna run the ball, I don't know about you, but I'd run away from the linebacker that is the best player on this team. Yes. As well. So I I don't know. There's so much going on. I just, I have such a bad taste in my mouth reading over this and it's just mostly people's interactions with this. Yeah. My friend
2: friend had a good point on Twitter early, like when this happened yesterday, he said, what pick would Roquan fall in the draft? He would not fall to the second round. So you can't trade a second, fifth-round pick for a first, so you're going to be a late-round second pick. We got fleeced. Um, But the only thing he said was, well, now we know we're fully guaranteed tank mode. Now, this was before Mm -hmm. Chase Claypool, which we're going to get to soon, and that's going to tie into the Cowboys game. Um, But... (laughs) I've never fully believed in the full tank mode because these guys are getting paid millions of dollars. And I hate, like, that's what irks me the most is when they decide to go full tank mode because you have a job to do still. Even though you're in tank mode and you have these picks coming up, you have all this dead cap space, mm-hmm. you have a job. Those coaches have a job. And your job is to go out there and try to win football games. The players are going to try to win. The coach is going to try to win but it just kind of seems like they understand like okay we'll lose the rest of the games. We'll go 3 and 15 or 14 whatever it is and we'll be okay. And as a fan you should not be okay with that. We already have the picks. That wasn't the issue. We we're going to have picks coming up. We we're going to have draft or a uh, capital coming up. That wasn't the issue. Now do we get two more out of this? I guess. But like you have free agency coming up. You could have made other trades. You could have done something else. I just don't like the full tank mode where you're talking about getting Justin Fields' help, which they kind of did. You're talking about seeing this growth. You're talking about this. But when you go full tank mode and the team kind of feels that, you take away this leadership, Matt Eberflus is going to have to really now figure out this culture thing because he's a part of this too. He knew that this was happening. He's a part of those conversations. I don't, as a fan base, that's okay with this, irks me a little bit. I, I we've accepted it, but now it's really hitting us in the face. It just bothers me to know that a Bears team that is strives on defense is now taking the step back where you have now you're creating more problems for yourself, way mm. more problems.
1: Yeah, I that it's basically sitting through this year, and you're gonna go. You know what little else was there in that in the front seven. It it is what it is now. You know. Because um, you're also removing Roquan in the Blitz packages too. Um, some of his coverage as well. I mean, like I said, it's it's only going to exasperate that. Um, I see that you're going to maybe have Jaquan Brisker and Eddie Jackson playing more times lower to support that unit. Um, and Brisker's already playing a lot more run defense than I was expecting so far. So I think that's just going to be continuing to increase on how he is used that way. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's, that's a full rebuild for that, for those two units, they need defensive lineup, they need linebacker help, they need more offensive line. And people are already saying besides Claypool, they're going to need at least one more receiver in this upcoming draft, or if somehow, and this is the other one. And honestly, with the amount of cap, if you can find a way to persuade T Higgins to come over from in free agency, I'd do it. Like, that would be the ultimate swing right there is if T. Higgins comes over, is your instant number one with Claypool and Darnell Mooney as your two, three options.
2: Yeah, because we'll just talk about it. Well, you trade for two and five for Roquan Smith, and Roquan Smith is going to do great for the Baltimore Ravens. That's actually a really good pickup for them. That has a strong
1: linebacking core. Um, they they know how to evaluate defensive talent. That's that is one of their bread and butters, man. They they will take that. They'll take Roquan and they will utilize him in the best way possible. I have no doubts in my mind. John Harbaugh's been doing that for years. Mm-hmm.
2: And then today, well, then just on top of it, there were rumors. They almost traded David Montgomery. There was rumors about talking to the Falcons. Almost got rid of him. And I probably would right. have not worn another Bears apparel if they did that, I would have flipped (laughs) everything. But then they trade a second-round pick for Chase Claypool. Yeah. And it's not the Baltimore second-round pick. It's ours that was supposed to be higher.
1: Probably will be higher, I think.
2: So now it becomes, now I feel indifferent. And how about you? I felt very indifferent. I looked at this and I said, the first thing I said was, Okay, now we have a wide receiver. Then you stew on it a little bit, and you go, is Chase Claypool worth a high second-round pick? You have to think, where would you draft him in a draft? Would he go high second? Would he go low second? Would he go third? Would he go first? And the way he's been playing, which then goes back to, well, look at his quarterback. That's what it comes back to. And and then it becomes – he has a year and a half left on his deal of his rookie deal. And he's going to demand, like you told us before we recorded, and I'm going to steal your thunder. What they reported, he would want $28 million a year for his production. Well, I mean,
1: that's what I, this is, that's a guesstimation figure. I think Mike Florio was throwing around and that's like in the best case scenario. I don't know if he'll get, if he would even get that. All I know is that, Chase Claypool, this is a pickup that I think is a lot of – they saw the promise of his rookie year um, and what he is capable of, and I think that they're going, look, we can take him and put him in an offense that I think is going – they think could be going a little more up and up if we give Cheston Fields a target that can catch more consistently on deep balls. And you know what? I don't I don't fully disagree with that in the sense of that thinking plus – if you don't think you're confident in like landing a big fit in the rest of the free agent market or if you don't want to overspend which it feels like ryan polls right now is like we want to maximize young talent and not go crazy on spending on free on some free agents there's some i think that they'll try and go for but i'm really feeling we're getting like a indianapolis vibe where it's like we're gonna go young and do this like in-house like that or green bay um so this one's basically they're flipping it because they can they can do that they have two second rounders they'll throw one uh, as well um the other part of this and this actually was brought i just saw this come up a few hours ago so i'm going to reference this tweet from chicago football connection um usage numbers if you look at claypool his rookie year versus recent years um when he was being his best years, is his rookie season and about 45 percent of his targets were middle to deep ball passes lately it's been a lot of it's been majority a lot of uh short routes that is so I think the thought is they think they can pick him up they can bring him back into his extend the field type of mantra that he was doing when Ben Roethlisberger was roughly on the very back end of his years that he could still push the ball well and Justin Fields can do that I mean we saw it against Dallas you know, there were, there were drop passes that should have been there that were deep and nice and pretty right in your hands, looking at you, Valus Jones, which, which Valus Jones is not doing himself favors for his rookie season whatsoever right now. No, no. Um, so, yeah, I, I see what there is. My thing is it's a second-round pick, so okay. That's the same. And remember, he was, Claypool, I understand, was drafted in the second round, so you're basically doing the same value. His rookie year, there's one part of it. The other issue comes down to his contract ends in 2023. Like after that season, it's over. So this is your new situation with Chase Claypool. You have nine games to evaluate him. Is he worth getting a big extension? And then you negotiate with him during the offseason. Because this is how this works in the NFL. You don't sit usually till the end of the year. You try and talk this out. So if you believe in the guy. And if through this back half of the season, he comes out and he's he's back to what he looks kind of like his rookie self, and he doesn't look like a goober on the media, which he hasn't really done that lately, but that is still something he it's on, it's on his yes. track record yep. to a lesser degree, um, then yeah, you, you have no worries. But dude, if you pick him up and it's mixed performance and you go into next year doing the same song and dance of, will we pay him money or not? Will we... Have to play if he thinks he's getting low balled or not, then that's where I have an issue with the second round. Because to me, that's more of a short term game for a team that shouldn't be playing the short term game. Well, so yeah. You're, yeah. you're putting pressure. There's pressure on this yes. more than there should be for the value you are giving this player, is what I'm saying.
2: Yeah, because now you're telling because when you trade Roquan Smith and you go full tank mode, you're telling us you're playing the long game where you're going to figure this out. Then you trade. A pick, which was supposed to be this valuable thing, according to certain podcasts and fan bases on Twitter that are flip floppers and, and talk about Justin Fields flip flopping and Roquan Smith flip flopping. Now you're telling us you're going to play the long game? Because, mm. correct me if I'm wrong, the situation we were just in with Roquan Smith, you're going to be in next year with Chase Claypool, where he could, like you said, right now he has 311 reception yards, only one touchdown. What if they go off and he gets eight to nine hundred reception yards again, like he has his whole career? For I don't know if that's possible, but he could. What if he comes back and he goes, I want eighty million dollars? Not a hundred million like Roquan wanted, but what if he says that? What if he goes, I want to be paid like 17 million a year? Is he worth 17 million a year? Because now he's off his rookie deal. You're playing a lot of what if. So unless Brian Poles knows something that we don't know. Which is very possible. They might know something.
1: I mean, I gotta assume that that's what you're thinking. Is you're part of your cap, you know, you're gonna extend him, like you, because you again, you can't. I don't, because I don't see them any other organization next year. You would go in and assume like with this deal. Okay, they're gonna do it. But again, the Bears have such a weird history with like in recent years where they're gonna have a guy that's like a friend that's like a star or does like good production for them that. The guy wants a certain amount of money they try and feel like they try and lowball it and then they bail and so this is where I'm, this is why i'm concerned because it's like okay unless like i said better come out of the water and you better be dedicated to paying him if he comes out there and performs like his rookie season otherwise like i said this is a year and a half rental in the wor- worst case scenario by the way this isn't i'm expecting this to happen this is the worst case scenario is you have a year and a half rental on your hands that maybe could blossom into something could blossom into being that long-term deal best case scenario is you are going to pay him and tell him hey we we have faith in you don't worry we will make a contract work next off-season or this coming off-season." so those are your two scenarios you're playing right now and let, like i said i think that's why so many people see that second rounder because this is a the claypool one is a pretty big split and i think some bigger bears accounts didn't see that coming where it's like why this, why the second round? And I'm like, well, yeah, I'm kind of with the people that are like, yeah, why the second round? Because I don't know. But apparently Green Bay also was offering a second round. So maybe maybe we're, maybe I am crazy and the Bears were on the right path. So or Green Bay is desperate and they want to maximize a Super Bowl Super Bowl window that they have.
2: Yeah, I don't know. Um Kenny Galladay is the eighteenth most highest paid wide receiver at eighteen million dollars. I don't know if that's per year, but that's what the That's still crazy to me. So you can't tell me that Chase Claypool is not going to go out there and be like, well, I had this career so far. I want this money. And then I'm going to get pissed off. I'm like, well, you just let Roquan Smith walk who wanted money, and you're going to pay Chase Claypool. That's kind of where I'm at. And, Mm -hmm. you know, right now, watching the Cowboys game, I'm still not all 100% sold on Justin Fields, and I may never be. But I thought he looked a little better. I felt like he threw for more yards than what he did. So Mm -hmm. the Cowboys, I mean, think about it. You score 29 points. You're putting yourself in a position to compete to win the game. But when you give up 49, that's an issue. So that's why I'm kind of confused. You add The wide receivers to me for the Bears are getting a little better. I understand that drop that they had. But if you think about it, that is a very – I hate – we, we can all sit here and say to catch that ball, and I agree, he probably should have. You're getting paid money, you in the NFL. That is a tough oh, catch. To, that's a tough catch. That is a very tough catch to make where it's on your fingertips, and it's just going to happen. He put it right where he needed to put the ball, and just sometimes that happens. Some of the best wide receivers in the world have dropped that exact same pass. But Bears fans and podcasters and other huge time shows that are way bigger than mine are like, he's got to make that catch. He's got to make that catch Get rid of this guy, blah, 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 blah. Okay, then you go do it, buddy. You go out there and make that catch and tell me how easy it is, like that type of thing. Mm -hmm. Yes, he should have caught it. Now you're telling me that the offense is slowly figuring it out. They had bumps against the Cowboys. They had things happen, of course. It's going to happen. But now you're going to tell me that you're okay giving up. for This is going to happen. You're going to give up 30 to 40 points a game now. It's going to happen. So maybe they know that and they're saying, okay, let's get Chase Claypool and we gotta score Mm forty. Do you trust this offense enough to score thirty some points the rest of the way? Or again, I'm all over the place right now. Do you even care
1: to win a game now? Well, I don't know. That's a good point because I mean, I think this I always have torn I've torn myself in recent years about like You know, we talk about the think about the future, but there's also the present. You know, how do you time it out where it's like everything's hitting at the right moment? I mean, look at the Giants and the Jets. They're they're now going, oh, crap, we're ahead of schedule, it seems. You know, Mm -hmm. Uh, the Jets in particular, I mean, that's what's weird. You look at their situation, which, by the way, I tie this into how everyone's talking about now the class of QBs with Justin Fields. You know, the Jets, they're saying, oh, the Jets roster's ahead of schedule, but Zach Wilson's not with the program. I'm like, well. That's fascinating to look at, you know. For the Bears, I don't. I think a lot of people are getting the vibe that you know we might be right on that threshold of saying we're ahead of schedule, but I don't know if that's totally true. Um, I will say they're playing better. They're playing scrappy football. Uh, last week against Dallas, I will say was better than I expected offensive production, um, and they did their version of football that works best. And same thing against. Same thing against New England that they tried, you know, basically design runs, a lot more RPO. Uh, There were surprisingly more instances than I thought that Justin Fields was allowed to sit in the pocket and actually deliver on crisp throws. So the line might be getting better, it looks like, which I'm like, hey, maybe maybe the combination was part of the problem the entire time. So Mm -hmm. good on that. Um, But yeah. You know i think we're in a weird middle ground and i think that's kind of why i think ryan Poles chose a direction that said you know what screw it i see like for example roquan i see this asset i know where we need to go i know where we've been wanting to go and where the bears haven't gone in years and that's about you know building an offense that is explosive dynamic and we'll fix that we'll get the defense we have the secondary pieces is what he's probably thinking you know We'll get the defensive pieces built through the draft, or pick up an agent or two during this upcoming free agency period next year. That's the best I can put it, you know, because that, that, that's the that's the swear they made when Roquan was like was was traded away. They basically said.
0: Learn more at HereYouAreAZ.com.
1: Yep, this is how we're doing it. It's all We're switching the offensive build dynamic here and now.
2: Yeah, I'm still my grumpy old man self on this, but watching them versus the Cowboys, there were times I should have caught, like I said, it, it looks better. I'm still not 100% sold on Justin Fields. Like I said, I probably never will be, but the play calling looks better. He got sacked four times, and there was two where the Cowboys just got him. Um, oh, sorry to the commenter. There was my tongue click that I do. I apologize, you oh, asshole. Okay. Um, well, I I don't I don't on. I don't know I don't know how to feel from this whole thing because now you're gonna ask Chase Clay, Chase Claypool to come in and try to learn this offense in nine games. And yeah, so how's this gonna look? Because to me, Mooney started to you know, he had seven catches for like 70 yards, he was coming back around. Other people are making catches coming back around. Um, the Bears fan base pissed me off because when they said that Dave Montgomery might get traded, did you see everywhere trade him? Trade him and absolutely trade him. Trade him,
1: trade him, trade him.
2: Herbert's better. And I'm like, I've been on this Herbert train since last year. Where have all you been this whole time? I've said he's – I'm on this train. You
1: know, there's – let's see, there's other nuggets to this too. You know, we hear about, for example, Montgomery's better in pass pro. And if we're focusing on building up and protecting fields, um, I mean, in my opinion, then you're justifying why you should have those two running backs for the long haul if you can you know you want to have one that's better I mean at least one that's decent at pass pro moving forward because it's gonna have to be that you're gonna have someone that can stick back there and be that extra blocker if needed I also think that and I've seen this also where it's been brought up um, a better in the passing game as well so not only do you have a guy that still can be a bruiser of a runner and get yardage where needed yeah he's he's maybe not finding as explosive of a cutback Lane as fields is or as herbert is i think herbert is really good at finding cutback lanes and and having vision after he gets off that first level um but i don't think you i, I don't know i i i believe if you're trying to build an offense you keep some core pieces and you see like teams like for example like you say like the browns you see like the packers you know as much as i know they have been down and out you know what they've done they they've built up their offense to be revolved around aaron jones and a.j dillon i think that I think a two-back system where you have two dynamic backs is definitely worthwhile. Look what the Ravens have done. I'll even pull. There's a more successful opinion. You know, a team that's been been high up and mighty in recent years. Yeah, Gus Edwards. You know, they got. They've had. You know, the likes of J.K. Dobbins when he's healthy. There's people there. You know, I I think you should have that depth there. Even if it's a, it just sounds like you're copping out for like, don't negotiate. Just just get rid of the money. You know, like that's such another one. You know, I saw Eddie Jackson come up for some reason, but I was like, okay, I don't like, do you really want to go that route where like everybody's going? Because I wouldn't do that. And Eddie Jackson talk about players that got, I think a longer leash to have discussions on if he's back or not. Eddie Jackson went through crap for two years. And Mm -hmm. finally this year, everyone's like, Oh, he's great. But Roquan Smith has been good. And now they're like, ah, no, he's not. So, that's just more hypocrisy to me. Like, Eddie Jackson went through garbage well, to get back to this point. Montgomery's
2: <laughs> yeah. a free agent next year, I think.
1: He is. That's why people want him to get traded, because why, why negotiate and – this is the whole mindset. Why negotiate and use all that money when you can just trade him for more picks?
2: Well, that's no. the mindset of the Bears fans now. I just don't understand it. I don't understand the wave from the, from the Nagy Times – and how they've acted there. We gotta win, we gotta win. Coming into this year, we're losing. Well, why are we losing? We have to accept that we're losing. Okay, well, blah 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 blah. Well, let's trade Roquan Smith. Why are we gonna spend the money on him? We have all this money. It's 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 the it's almost like when you watch the show where they try to save money and the guy is like reusing coffee filters for a month. Whatever that <laughs> show was called back in the day. I, um, I, know, I think
1: I know what you're talking about.
2: Cheapskates or something, whatever it was called. I don't mm-hmm. remember. That's what Bears fans now remind me of. We got to keep all the money. All the money has to be there, and we have to put out coffee filters out there to play. That's what this feels like. That's that it's, I don't understand the Bears fandom. I no longer understand these podcaster guys who somehow have all these viewers, and they spew this rat poison and just flip-flop back and forth to get these viewers. I just don't understand it. Watch the film and understand it. That Roquan Smith was this guy that you should probably have kept around. I'm okay with the Clay, Chase Claypool thing. I, I I will get over that one. That's, not, that's just going to help the team. It's not going to hurt the team. It's going to help the team. I'm okay with the Chase Claypool one. But is he, let's say, because he was drafted round two, pick 49. Is he worth that right now? Today, if you were to draft him, is it worth it?
0: Maybe.
1: I think. I think most fans. I mean, maybe, but I, I think, I think most fans just would have said, maybe I, I would have thought third round, you know, personally, and that's just from degradation and just some of the production. But here is my, my
2: buddy time. Nathan. Justin Fields has to have a good running back. He wrote Trey Simmons to a national title game. That's true. That's a hundred percent true. The,
1: that is one thing with Ohio State. They definitely. I mean, look, I think that's what they're trying to get is, you know, get him and you need to do this, you know, as many weapons as possible. And and that and I agree with that with him. This is why you leave a David Montgomery there and just figure it out. You know, like I feel like because we saw how it somehow went nuclear with uh, (laughs) how it went nuclear, how it went nuclear with, you know, the Roquan Smith thing. That's like, oh, we can't we're worried we overpay. You know, like, no, get get a deal done you know like I don't think you should be trying to do it and personally you know unless the organization feels that Ebner is going to be that replacement which I don't think he is why would why would you want to mess that dynamic up you know have versatile multiple weapons at that position and just rebuild your receiving core you know people are so quick to just say you know we'll get all these assets look at all these beautiful diamonds and it's like well again draft picks are theoretical value they are not certain value until you actually draft someone that fits the said value that you got we can the easiest example of this is pointing back to what the Raiders just came out of Mike Mayock had so many misses for a man that stockpiled so many draft picks part of that was Khalil Mack's own trade by the way I mean I'm glad we have all these picks but that doesn't guarantee Jack until it's executed
2: no unless they use these and I, draft picks and right
1: now the only pick that i've seen hit from last draft at least i think is fully hit and I, i'll give kyle gordon credit because there's a whole season and i think it's to be determined he's learning some stuff on the fly like people are talking about Jaquaran brisker is the only home run so far the bears have picked up from last draft yeah um Kyler gordon i think still has some time but he is really the only one that's hit right out of the gate
2: yeah, I, I'm okay with Gordon now. He had his little hiccups there, and he's whatever, but that he's been fine. I'm okay mm-hmm. with it. Um, he, Like you said, he got thrown into the fire. But this goes back to when they drafted Justin Fields at the time. What was the big holes? Well, the Allen-Robertson thing happened, so we're figuring that out. We have no offensive line, and you draft Justin Fields. Where are we years later? We're still having no offensive line. I know they played a little bit better versus the Cowboys, but that's not an all line that's going to hold up. It's just not. Mm-hmm. I think play Collins gotten better. Chase Claypool is going to help out Justin Fields, but Fields needs to continue to try to elevate his game because he does have more interceptions than touchdowns. He does have, you know, all this going on in people. People are so quick to talk about Roquan Smith and his downfalls and everything else. I just wish these same people would talk about Justin Fields the same. Because what came out of this game was, it's the wide receiver's fault they need to make that catch. It's this person's fault. He's doing everything he can. If they get Chase Claypool and spend this money later on, or they get so-and-so in the draft, and he continues to play exactly like he is right now, I'm going to go back to those Bears fans and say, what about this? What's going on here? Like you can't be this flip-flopping back and forth type of thing, and Justin Fields has gotten so many opportunities and so many excuses made that Roquan Smith just did not get made for him. Mm. If that makes sense.
1: Yeah, I, I think it. I think it does mm-hmm. enough. Justin um,
2: Fields is like LeBron James.
1: Too many excuses are made for him. Right. Well. I'll stay consistent. I said, I put this on my own Twitter, on my own Twitter here with one of the guys that I was commenting on yesterday. I, I really, my jury is out on him until year three. I get, like I said, I've said it on the show. I give quarter new quarterbacks three years is the thing. And I'm talking, we wait through the ebbs and flows. You know, it's not a week by week reactory type of thing because that's how people are anymore. You know, it's, Oh, I hope he's here. Next week he'll be like, nah, it's not it. And so I'm, I'm going to stick to it. Credit, he's had back-to-back games that are solid. He has definitely shown progress these last few weeks. I am happy to see that. It is definitely because they have switched the offense up to give him more of those tools and attributes to be what he is best at. Um, and so I hope that continues, and I hope that Chase Claypool is part of that equation because that's what it's going to turn out, and I hope that that also helps claypool justify sticking around for multiple years and that we are happy with that too otherwise we move on and next year is still that year that they have a bunch of stuff ryan poles knows what his his job is and basically we're all gonna be sitting here and going all right 2023 you basically said was the year you're gonna restock and go big let's see you pull it off so that's that's about all i i mean really that's all i got like I wasn't expecting Claypool. I, I'm i hoping that value hits is all I can say. I hope that next week and moving forward, that value has shown that he was definitely worth throwing that second round pick at.
2: Yeah, I'm um, not saying Roquan Smith would be the reason why the Bears defense got better. And what I mean by that is, not, I just hope we're okay looking at the schedule. We're going to give up 30 to 40 points a game. And now we're telling that my only problem is now we're putting all the eggs in the basket that this offense is going to score 30 to 40 points. Yeah, they're trying, giving them Chase Claypool, who's got to now learn the offense. they got to figure that out. I wouldn't say you're going to see him a lot on Sunday. You will see him, but I don't think you're going to see him a lot. Um, it's just a lot of frustrations, and I'm sure I'm going to get over them. Like I said, if this was recorded yesterday, it would have been a lot of a lot of hatred and a lot of fire and uh, all of that stuff. I don't know. I don't know how to feel. We're in full tank mode right now, even with Chase Claypool coming over. Again, I'm not mad about that one as much. But you just got to wonder, depending on what our second round pick was going to end up being, whatever that is, hopefully it's worth the trade-off for him. And then it's just a lot of uncertainty of, do we sign him for a lot of money later on? That's where it's going to come back to bite him of... why. This is Roquan Smith all over again, except Chase Claypool doesn't represent himself, I don't think. So, is that the issue that's happening here? Because I personally have no problem with the guy representing himself. I see no issues in that. Go get go get the money. But again, I'm old school and I don't believe in tanking. I don't believe in load management because you get paid millions of dollars while hardworking people out there day-to-day make thirty to seventy thousand dollars a year and they can't do that. So it's just one of those things I get really upset about where you're playing a game for millions upon millions of dollars. All that stuff.
1: Yeah. Um
2: yeah, here's my we got another one. I have a hard time believing that eight hundred yard passing a five touchdown a year receiver is our saving grace. Yeah, the wide receiver market does not look promising. So yeah, I'm not it's not our saving grace. I think it helps.
1: Well, and, and polls even, I think polls actually mentioned that too. They had a press conference later earlier today, I guess about that, you know, and that, that plays into it. You know, I, I get it. You know, that's not ideal. You know, I think they want two receivers and that was the best way they were going to do it. But like I said, you, you gotta, you know, you gotta do what you gotta do, you know, and actually T Higgins isn't available until 2024. That's on me. So gotta go back on that. But, but I digress. It's, I don't know. They, they, they had. They. I guess this is the best way they can do it. I. My main thing is I don't. I don't agree with the. The value is what is hard. I don't think it's a bad move. I just don't know about the value, of the said move. Right. What What would
2: you have felt like if we did not trade Roquan Smith, but we got Chase Claypool instead? Like Roquan was
1: still on the team, we get Chase Claypool. Do you think we're all more happy? See, I don't. I don't. Maybe. I think I would, but the other skew to that is, is that I think the reason why they got to the point of Roquan being traded stems back from that debacle of negotiations for a contract back in the offseason. So, you know, that's where I'm like, I think I still would be like, it sucks, but in this situation, they still get a second round pick. So... I don't know. It's the best of what I think kind of is a – it's not the ideal situation I wanted, but they had to do it, I guess. And I, I just hope it pans out. Like I said, for Claypool – for the sake of Claypool and, the, and what we're hoping out of him, I hope it pans out for sure, at least on the offensive side. Defensively, they punted. That's what they did. They had to do it. Yeah. Was right. It was going to be their resort if they didn't – if they, for some reason, couldn't figure it out and make peace with each other.
2: Yeah, I know Ryan Poole said he's bummed because he's, he's like, because this was a guy I thought was going to be around here for a long time.
1: I think a lot of us did, thought he was going to be there for a while. You know, the next great Bears linebacker in the lineage. But can can't if you can't figure it out that way and can't get the money to work, and well, there you have it.
2: I think it's just it's not sitting right talking to some people like, so we gave up one of the best linebackers out there for Chase Claypool. It's kind of essentially what happens, and so yeah. is it worth it? Where like like, regardless of what I think about Justin Fields, the offense at least scored twenty nine points. Like mm-hmm. your defense got you a turnover from Brisker. You were able to score, um, regardless of what we all I think about Justin Fields. And I've said this for Mitch Trubisky, which people again Bears fans have like amnesia and they forget this, where Mitch Trubisky was the best. Was when he had design runs, when he had some type of power read thing, when he had some type of play action, when he rolled out of the pocket, when he did short intermediate passes. That's when he was successful. When they had, you know, those type of things, and Allen Robinson looked good with Mitch Trubisky, and so that's a whole other argument. But Bears, certain Bears fans have amnesia. But the way if we have to, I have to accept the fact that Justin Fields is here. The play calling is getting better with design runs like the one where he had the touchdown. You know, they are doing short intermediate passes. He did pull an Ohio State on me where once in a blue moon, his deep ball looks good. That happened at Ohio State when he had three first-round wide receivers, but that's a whole other topic. So you're finally sort of kind of getting in a groove, and now you're shaking it up. I think that's where it's Mm -hmm. not sitting right. And a lot of my hatreds are stemming from – reading twitter and reading or listening to these podcasts and listening to these guys flip-flop that's i think that's where a lot of outside hatred comes from you know i don't even want to
1: yeah i don't even want to say the podcast
2: yes yes because i try my best to stay consistent i don't always stay consistent try my best but i don't know i don't know Just a lot of things seen that – I'm going to keep repeating it. He's out of shape, this, this, and that. Like where did that come from? That wasn't talked about when they beat the Patriots. Wasn't talked about then. So it's just just a lot of shaking up from where they looked okay versus the Cowboys on offense. Now you're just kind of telling us that if they try to compete for wins that we have to get in these shootouts that I'm not comfortable
1: with. I'm not comfortable. Everyone's on your side until you're not, until they're not. Yeah,
2: are you comfortable with putting the ball in Justin Fields' hands and says you got to go point for point with the other team every single time? Because I'm not. Not at this moment.
1: They're hoping I mean I I see what they want to build towards, but there is a lot of stuff. I basically the way I I'll stress it again the way I'm looking at this off season. The pressure continues to mount on what you need this off season. I mean, Ryan Poles and sure, rebuilds don't have to be one season swings. I'll put it at that. So you don't have to spend everything. But you're basically telling your fan base, oh yeah. We're gonna be st- we're gonna be extremely active and be in big movers and shakers this off season. That's what I'm seeing. So you're basically just adding a lot of pressure. Mm-hmm. It's like a little powder keg, and I, I mean, there's two ways it can go. Either the powder keg goes off and it de- detonates the way you want it, and it's a big explosion of fireworks and magic, or you mishandle it, drop it on the floor, and everyone gets affected by whatever blasts <laughs> out of it. So. That's what you're setting yourself up to do right now. Yeah. Remember, everyone's talking right now. 125 plus million in cap. <clears throat> so many draft picks. We're going to nail it. Well, and I hope he does. We I hope he nails it. There because like I said, the repercussions of it are you are just a you're essentially just uh you know, you're building it your vision. I really don't want to sit through another Matt Nagy S type of era where that's, we have a one-and-done type of season where we get one good year and then everything falls apart.
2: That's exactly what I was about to say. We are, we still have scars from previous drafting from the Chicago Bears, and I think that's where a lot of this comes from. You know, they call that PTSD, I think, where you have PTSD I, I, from the Bears drafting and because when the ownership starts to get involved in those decisions and the president gets involved in those decisions, that's kind of where – you know they and i think that's another where a lot of this anger comes from is they got to make a splash. I'm not saying one player, but they got to do like i said but in my opinion you just made it harder on yourself. You've got the O-line to deal with, you got the linebackers now to deal with, you've got a D-line you've got to deal with. Maybe not as much wide receivers, maybe they're okay with not having this all superstar whatever. Now David Montgomery's going to be gone. I'm okay with Herbert, but Justin Fields does need that running back to fall back on. So just, I just feel like there's a lot of work ahead, and I just think, again, this also comes from where we were so close between the years of 2018 to 2021, 20 or 22, where we had this elite defense and it's just been wasted. Now we're at this moment. I think that's Mm -hmm. where a lot of frustrations are stemming from as well. Not Ryan Pohl's fault. He wasn't here for it. But when you have 2018 happen, and then you have 2019 happen, you have 2020 happen, and then last year happened. And so we're all just kind of like, well, it wasn't last year should have been our tanking year, in my opinion. But, you know, this is where we're at. This is where we're at. So I can put... (laughs) <laughs> and the bears it's very possible they don't win another game it is that is very uh, highly
1: likely i don't know about that I'll, i won't put it that far um i think it's going to be tougher now you're going to be you're going to be expecting that things have to pick up a little bit more of the pace cuz i mean here i'll let's pull up the Bears schedule again because right. like, let's Let's just quickly run through because Miami's on the table. So I'll admit Miami next week, I'm going to be hard pressed. And I'm not, I'm not going to say it's a full prediction, but it's going to be hard pressed to convince me. And I'm going to look at every angle. That's going to be hard to say that the dolphins don't walk out of soldier field with a win, uh, come this Sunday. But I mean, like, look, Detroit, they're in the same boat. We are, except I think they have just as bad a defensive woes as we do in that regard. Um, I mean, here i'll I'll go down more of the list you know atlanta okay that's a tougher matchup but i mean they're about 500 ish i'll give them i'll give credit that you know i think there's opportunity the jets really depends on how well the bears play against the jets defense that's green bay can you take advantage of being at home philadelphia yeah that's probably a loss bills probably a loss lions again okay vikings not saying it's a loss, but it is the end of the year, and they probably will lock up the division by January eighth. Personally, I think they will, yeah. so it might just be a, a freebie win in that regard.
2: Right, I think they split the Lions. Like it depends if they lose to the Lions the first time, they beat them the second time, and vice versa. I just feel like that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. The Jets are actually playing well. Uh The Falcons look tougher this weekend. So that's just, even though they traded Calvin Ridley, who was suspended, but that.
1: That yeah, but like, weird. but this is what crazy that that's like that talk about future building. They traded Ridley for pennies on the dollar because next year they're going to have him as his number one target for Trevor Lawrence. That's true. To me, that's what's yeah. crazy. That that's that's gaming right there. Yes, you know, I mean, sure, there's a caveat to it, but like, I mean, dude, if he comes back healthy and all that, <laughs> Trevor Lawrence has a number one target right out of the gate. That's true. I don't know i find that one fascinating and of course because bear and because everyone's got to talk uh fields lawrence was going to continue into the nfl as a discussion so that keeps on going the wheels keep us spinning that way too
2: yeah i don't even get involved in that they're like look at the stats he's way better justin fields is
1: way better i don't even get into that because yeah i don't know i mean i don't want to get into that semantics whatsoever i'll do that on a different show because that could be a whole other conversation but look i look at this schedule the remaining remainder of the year. I see Chicago going seven and ten that, that's my end result right now um, I think you have you have some heavy hitters left at least three more losses I say are guaranteed in terms of well maybe not guaranteed. that seems rough but highly likely to me you see them lose to Miami Philadelphia and Buffalo unless something catastrophic happens on to one of their stars and I think the rest of these games are a little bit up in the air
2: yeah, A I little. see them I see them going five or six wins just because they'll get the Lions and it all depends on how the Jets are playing at that moment in time because it is the Jets and mm-hmm. you know they
1: That defense is formidable though. The so. defense is
2: good, but it also depends on injuries, depends on all that stuff that we can't predict. I don't see them beating the Packers, even though the Packers have fallen on some hard times. it's just it's the Packers. I just don't see it especially with the run offense they have versus our defense, without Roquan Smith there, that's going to be an issue. I just think they split it with the Lions, and I don't see them beating the Vikings because you thought that we gave up some yards versus them the first time. Try doing it now where you have to rely on just our corners and safeties. Just, just imagine that for a second, where we now have to rely on that to do everything for us. You know, where we don't have a front defensive line doing the good stuff they did. We don't have a linebacking core now that's going to do it. And, you know, I know by that point – and then who knows what happens at that point. Do they sit Justin Fields and say, screw it? I think he has to play the whole year. Um, It depends. But I'm thinking five to seven wins somewhere in that general range. Um, But, yeah, I just – I hate the tanking thing. Um because you get paid millions of dollars to do your job. I just hate the whole <laughs> tanking thing, but yeah, we got to we got to move on from it, but I am some question marks from these moves and hopefully they get answered in the off season. But I think it's just frustrating when you're a historical franchise that's had these moments to win big games and do good things in each season and we just have squandered it. And then now we're in the situation where it just seems like they're not trying to win football games where that's what you need to be doing. But yeah. Uh Yeah. So Roquan Smith's going to do well for the Ravens. I have no doubt about that. Um Someone tweeted today. Oh, the bears have all this money. There is going to be this free agent from Baltimore at the end of the year. <laughs> like to sign him <laughs> back. That I mean, sign him back. It is possible. It is possible, but I don't think that they'll would come be, back.
1: If that was how, if that played out like that, that would be such a big brain move. But I just, I, I can't see it the way, the way that that. I mean, it would be so unlikely to see them be like, "Oh yeah, now we're gonna offer you <laughs> that money." Yeah, I don't know. Don't mind us. We just wanted the draft pick. You know, sleeper agent. Go play in Baltimore. Yeah, <laughs> be but, ready for 2023.
2: <laughs> yeah, but now we we saw the offense do okay-ish versus the Cowboys. Now I just want people to know whoever listens that we thought that defense was bad the first time versus the Cowboys. It's not going to be good now because the run defense yeah. is going to struggle. Offense looks okay if they continue the play calling. The offensive line does worry me they did have some bad moments some of the play calling looked too smart for our britches but i think they're going to fix that like that double pass they tried looked terrible um Mm -hmm. but that type of stuff but
1: there's less cutesy things will be nice like i said the off i like what i like what they adjusted in that mini buy they gotta keep doing that but like some of the cutesy stuff like that you know like focus on the fundamentals getting that down and adjust, and getting the base stuff together, you know. That yeah. that's my thing. Don't don't get cute. I, I hate when teams get cute. Yep. You know, run your stuff. Get good at running your stuff before you try and get cute.
2: Yep. They just got to keep doing that. Um, we didn't talk too much about that game because stuff had overshadowed it. Um, yeah.
1: But it, they lost by. They also lost by twenty. I mean, that's they, true. Not too much you can go into besides offense played better, defense couldn't stop a. They basically were a wet sheet of toilet paper.
2: Oh, yeah. that that I'm trying to go back and watch the all 2022. It didn't get put up until today. Um, mm-hmm. I tried to, I, Instead of watching the offense, I tried watching the defense. No, I got put up yesterday. Sorry, I think I got put up yesterday. And I'm trying to watch just the defense part. And I am watching our D-line get signal blocked. And they're not seeing a lot of double teams. There were a couple. But they're literally putting one guy on our defensive line. And that causes a lot of issues when your uh, D-line can get blocked by one person. Um, they are young, but they, I'm trying to watch that more than the offense, and I'll go back and try to look at the offense. Um, but I even tried to watch Roquan Smith's play, and he's doing everything he can out there. There was a Before we hopped on, I, I found a play where – they're running some type of zone and he's trying to scrape over and he collides into a lineman because that's what's mm-hmm. happening. And so I'm just assuming the whole game stuff like that was going on and the Cowboys pass a lot. So they were putting him in pass protection because he's the best linebacker they have mm-hmm. or did used to be the best linebacker. Used they to had.
1: be. Yeah, exactly. Used to be. Um,
2: so just hopefully everyone's prepared for what's about to come down the pipe for the defense the rest of the year. And it just puts me in a bad state of mind when you're telling me that our Bears have to be in a shootout on offense. That's my only thing. Just just a bad mm-hmm. worrisome there with that. Um, but that's all my thoughts on that um, with the Bears and the Cowboys and their trade. Hopefully Chase Claypool does bring something to the table um, when they go play the, when the Dolphins come to town. Um, I don't even know if he'll play that much because of the trade happening on a Tuesday by the time he gets there. He'll probably be active, but who knows how much he's going to play. Um, so we'll see. We're just going to have to see what the future holds, and my pitchfork is ready. It's in the corner, ready to go to put in the gasoline and
1: light it on fire. It's all ready to yeah. go. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. Well, can't wait for that uh – Thoughts on the Dolphins contest? I might have spoiled my pick already, but I'll at least give a good old uh, researcher's college try. Well, you have to see if I can will myself the other direction.
2: You have time to read bad Bears fans' Twitter to maybe convince yourself. You have a yeah. chance to read bad journalists that are Bears fans. Like I'm just, I'm gonna start calling people out. I think that's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna get on there and I'm just gonna start. I'm, I'm people probably people gonna
1: out. calm down, but like, I think I like I said the the, the trade deadline kind of made a little bit of my. Of my restraint snap on how i view people with their take with certain takes so I'm, go- I'm probably gonna calm down and start ignoring stuff again but yeah no i i i will definitely die on a hill saying that some people need to reevaluate how they analyze and do their own analysis and how they stick with their points because people there are some folks that definitely will switch like there, like there is no tomorrow like they will flip their opinion on a dime
2: the moment chase claypool starts dropping passes if it happens they're gonna flip real quick
1: oh oh, i i i hope that doesn't happen i i will say this i hope it doesn't because i want him to play well but if we have to go that route i will be like you guys just said he was talented but i don't want to do that i want to be i want to sit here and go that value was worth it so i will i'm putting this out here to not say i'm sitting and waiting for people to fail but if it if and when that is is and does happen if it does that is going to be such a i told maybe not i told you so hey what the hell is this a hypocrite (laughs) yeah (laughs) because that sounds like a hypocrite
2: like i said i'm not mad about the chase claypool one i did put out a poll my very people have posted i said have we overpaid for him and 56 percent have said yes so it's just kind of a mixed bag but i did see a perfect tweet that i'm going to read before we end It's very difficult to get better, allowing players like Roquan Smith to leave. The Bears are making a major gamble on Ryan Poles' ability to draft and lure free agents. So I want to make this clear. It's... Before we end, because we've been on here a while. Yeah. It sounds like I hate Ryan Poles for making this deal, and I don't mean for that to be. So that's why this is kind of weird where I am mad at him. But I don't hate him because, again, people want... Bears fans included. Have you seen things about firing Matt Eberflus from time to time this year already? I have. I've seen him. So I'm not that person. I'm like, no, don't fire him. I'm not the person that's saying get rid of polls either. I'm just a little frustrated with – it's not all him. He has an assistant general manager. He has a president and everything else. That is true. We are putting all the eggs into the basket, but it's Bears fans flip-flopping. I hope Chase Claypool does well. I'm not mad about that one. Um, I think he can only help. So that one I'm okay with. But um, we'll have to wrap this up. We've been on here a while. Mm-hmm. Um, that's our thoughts on Roquan Smith and Chase Claypool. Not too much on the oh. Cowboys because you lose by 20. Yeah, well, just didn't get the job done. They scored way more points than what we thought they would do. But that's both of them. Both teams scored more points than what we thought. But that's okay. Um, well, Zach will be back later on, uh, as we simmer on the Dolphins game and talk about that and talk about the new look bears, see what other updates we get of how Chase Claypool looks, how our new linebacker looks with the bears. Um, so Zach, thanks for coming back for the bear down segment, brand new logo in the background I was working on for five mementos. That's all it took. Um, no problem. Thanks, anyone, for watching or listening. Like and subscribe, all that good stuff. And we will see you guys on the Dolphins Bears preview.